Global Bitcoin Fest. Celebrate Bitcoin adoption with Bitcoin communities worldwide. So, welcome to Global Bitcoin Fest and Aruba. Bitcoin in Aruba, the Bitcoin community in Aruba. Super excited to listen in and hear the stories from the guys. So we are Global Bitcoin Fest, a group of plebs that formed spontaneously after Bukele announced that he was going to implement a law to make Bitcoin legal tender. We were curious about what was happening in Central America and Latin America in general. And we started doing free sites giveaways, first in El Salvador in Spanish, and then we did Mexico, Cuba, Venezuela. And we grew into a little group of people that was chatting uh, here on Twitter. And um, one day a guy called Ricky said, hey, let's do a 24-hour space to celebrate uh, the day when Bitcoin becomes legal tender in El Salvador to celebrate the adoption of Bitcoin. And uh, that was just six, seven days before um, the law, or before 7th of September. And so it sounded like a pretty stupid idea at first, but 12 hours later or so, we were all working on this and just more and more people piled in. And in seven days, uh, we had organized 24 separate one-hour sessions. We had made a name for for the event and everything came together and what was really amazing with those 24 hours was that we realized that wow the voices of bitcoiners around the world there's so many interesting people uh, so many interesting bitcoiners from all places and um, let's do this let's continue to listen every week to one community bitcoiners in one community share what's happening over there and um we're really passionate about basically um, like a lonely planet. You know, we, we go there, we listen to the locals and uh, it's a window for any other Bitcoiners to know, okay, these are the people we can connect with. This is what's happening there. And it just makes it easier to do cross-border connections in Bitcoin. So with that, I'll start with a short introduction about myself, and then uh, we go ahead with you guys. So I'm Lucas, uh, one of the co-hosts of uh, Global Bitcoin Fest. I do this for fun as my community uh, contribution to Bitcoin because I'm not doing anything else in Bitcoin at the moment because I'm fairly new to Bitcoin. Honestly, I did find Bitcoin in 2013, but I fell for unit bias. I didn't do my research and I just bought some shit coins, Litecoin and Feathercoin. And uh, I mined a little bit of uh, Litecoin, uh, not even Bitcoin. And then I just forgot about it for many years because I was building my own startup, Scribe, a company to sign documents electronically. Had to raise money and do all kinds of crazy stuff and uh, was going bankrupt all the time. And um, then in 2017, 
after I had gotten too diluted in my startup, I got kicked out uh, after there was too much shareholder fighting. And uh, I um, had some time to look into Bitcoin again. And uh, I did. And uh, I got so confused by the block size wars that I ended up going all in on shitcoins and losing 98% of everything. And uh, fast forward to 2020, um, managed to finally sell the shares in my company and uh, had to think of what to do next with my life and uh, what to do with this in this crazy environment when, uh, uh, yeah, March 2020 was a pretty abrupt start of money printing. And I had just exited and had a little bit of money to stow away somehow safely. And after doing a lot of research, uh, how what to do, I realized that the only reasonable choice for me was Bitcoin because Bitcoin is uh, the only asset that I believe can outperform inflation. And at the same time, I don't see it going to zero. So it's a really safe savings account. And I want to build my next company. So I don't want to sit and trade and do speculation. I just want to put away the cash and uh, do something else. So that's how I came to Bitcoin uh, after I really had to think about it properly. Uh, because, yeah, I think only, only a real reason uh, forced me to think hard enough. Because I tend to think that I know things. And uh, you you become quite humble when you have to handle something for real. So um, I became humbled by Bitcoin because I was an OG shitcoiner until I became Bitcoiner. So that's my story. And uh, I've hung out in spaces since spring 2021 and found so many amazing people here. So um, yeah, that's me. And um, maybe um, if uh, you, Yuri, uh, would like to uh, go ahead and uh, share about you. Yes, sure. Yeah, I'm Yuri. I uh, I uh, been a Bitcoiner probably for a while, but uh, yeah, my story with Bitcoin is it's pretty long, um, and it's like uh, it was poking me um, for for many years uh, to take more uh, more notice of uh, of Bitcoin and especially the space and the tech. But uh, I was always interested, just uh, normal, not during the normal day, let's put it that way, until I think, uh, uh, I think 2017, 18, when I, in the end, st started setting up more and more, um, not only for, for, for the island, but also for company and, and things like this, which I will um, um, speak about in a bit later. And your OG... Arubian? Yes, I was born here. Um, I, I lived here uh, till high school. Um, then I went to school in in US. I did my my bachelor's and master's. Um, then I went to work actually in uh, in Europe. I did uh, Switzerland um, and the Baltic, so Latvia and uh, Lithuania. Uh, um, Italy, and uh, I, I came back to the island uh, about 10 years ago. Um, so now I have 10 years, so basically 
after Bitcoin was born, I came back to the island. So I've been here um, for the whole of Bitcoin life on, on, in Aruba. Awesome. Thank you, Siri. And uh, Gino? Um, yeah, hi. Um, similar to Yuri, um, I'm also born and raised here in Aruba. Uh, went to school um, here. I'm um, mostly, in, well, not mostly, but my uh, whole career was in uh, the hospitality business. Um, as um, some of you might know or some might not know, um, Aruba is basically a, a tourism island. Um, tourism is the, let's say, the number one economy um driver here um we get um you know year around um millions of uh tourists that comes from different parts of the world from europe uh, mostly from the u.s uh, also from latin america's um not as much as more anymore from venezuela but mostly from like uh, colombia brazil and different parts of uh, latin america um, my whole career has been in the hospitality um, business. I'm currently working still in that area. Um, and um, I was, I, like Yuri, I had different um, brushes um, over the years with uh, Bitcoin. I remember my first uh, memories of Bitcoin was uh, actually the images of, I think it was, um, I think it was NBC uh, of uh, a guy standing in uh, in New York, um, in a square, and trying to get people to, um, you know, start with Bitcoin. I think it was a couple of cents back then. I'm not sure. Um, then um, the uh, I, it, it was very interesting at that point. I started to learn and to 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 find out a little bit more about um, Bitcoin at that point. And then it uh, it went like in and out of Bitcoin because at that point, obviously here. Um, Almost nobody knew about it, or um, it wasn't really in the in the circles that um, uh, still isn't. But um, it wasn't um, popular at all back then, um, and um, it popped up different times during the obviously the the good um, times that the prices go higher. Everybody starts talking about it. Um, I remember strongly getting really upset about the. After seeing the, uh, the movie um, Big Short, how all the the the, the type of corruption that is um, in our systems right now, and um, I really started to look harder into it and trying to see how we can get into it at that point. Um, but again, you you know, you life catches up and uh, you end up um, putting it in the back of your mind, and um, it took basically the the recent. Um, what happened recently with the pandemic and all the, those, um, you know, all those things to, to to give you actually the time to to go further into it and look for ways into how to get it because it's very difficult to get it here. Um, you know how to get on board and 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 how to um, get the information. You luckily you have the internet and you have YouTube and whatnot. But um, uh, locally, to get information is not, um, it wasn't that simple. Um, you can say I was, um, I started um, in, let's say, um, 2020, um, more as, um, as uh, starting to buy it. But even there, you had to be creative to, to, to find ways to get it. But um, that is pretty much it. Thank you. Jaime, what's up? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to be brief. Uh, you know, like Lucas, uh, I'm pretty new. Uh, truth be told, uh, I was orange-pilled by my no-coiner dad. We're originally from El Salvador, living here in Canada for, for a number of years now. And he just asked me to, you know, look into it because he thinks that there's going to be a law coming to El Salvador and he just wants to be a little bit more knowledgeable about it. And um, so so I did do some research for him and um, and I just went down the rabbit hole. I became really um, captivated by the whole idea, everything that it did. And I felt almost like cheated because, you know, I went to business school and we were we come out of there Keynesians, 100 <laughs> percent. And, um, you know, uh, but, you know, set that aside, you know, my I my fiat mining job, I'm I'm a consumer behavior uh, insights researcher and, um, you know, uh, for an insurance company here in Canada. And, um, you know, it's um, it's it's really interesting times for the financial world today and and not just for the financial world, but for people in general. And I think that when El Salvador made um, Bitcoin legal tender um, it, and we did this space originally, it became apparent that El Sonte Bitcoin Beach wasn't the only community in trying to get things going with a circular economy. There are many other projects and we just need to give a voice to to everybody and um and th this is kind of my my hobby as well um and my contribution and you know lucas and i have become really good friends and we do this and we have a lot of fun doing it and um yeah other than that looking forward to i know i talked to you guys earlier just looking forward to hearing your stories learn more about aruba and um and just uh soaking it all in thanks guys Yay. Awesome. So let's start with a little bit about Aruba as a country, the culture, the history, the things that people outside Aruba may not know about Aruba. And of course, some things that we Bitcoiners care about extra uh, would be say, monetary policy, inflation, these kind of things, of course, would be great to hear about. Um, yeah, please take your time to share this as well. Don't, don't feel any rust. We have a lot of time. So um, details are always interesting. Who would like to start? Um, Yuri, would you like to start? Uh, yes, uh, also. Um yeah, like uh, like Gino was saying, Aruba is a small island in the Caribbean. Um, we're off the coast of Venezuela. It's right there. And uh, we are Dutch. Um, uh, we're a Dutch island. Uh, we were... Um, <clears throat> we have uh, our own flag, our own uh, anthem since 1986 uh, when we became... We became independent of the Netherlands Antilles. So we were before that we were together with a uh with the other islands of the Dutch um kingdom. Right now we're apart but they're also um apart uh, after time. 
Um, but yeah, so we're at Dutch Island, and uh, what made Aruba, honestly, in history, what made Aruba very um, popular was uh, the oil uh, refinery in San Nicolas. This was started in eighteen in nineteen twenty. Um, it was started. And that brought a lot of uh, industry here on the island. And as uh, I think in, in the 80s, when the when the the oil business was going away from the island, uh, we had uh, the big guys. So we had uh, Lago, Asso here, and uh, they were moving away. We were uh, because we had those oil companies. Also, we were very already um, influenced by the American culture. Um, on the island, so not only with the companies, but also with uh, um, the import of workers um, from U.S. And, and things like this. So once the the oil um, business was going down, uh, they started investing. The government here started investing in tourism, and uh, we had the first hotel. Um, it was in in the I think 1978, um, like this, there was almost uh, only one hotel. Uh, right now we have, uh, um, I think we have a capacity of uh, over, um, uh, like, I think it's like 600, uh, I don't remember the exact amount of rooms, um, but we host about uh, um, over a million tourists um, through the airport. And we have uh, around 800,000 tourists that come through the sh uh, um, cruise ships also. So it's a very uh, small island, but tourism is very big here. And uh, so that has also given uh, this sense of uh, it's, a it's a very rich island. Um, it's expensive. You have uh, even the tourists already. It's, it's, a, it's a tourist island. So you have tourist prices all, almost everywhere. And uh, for the locals, it's it became it becomes normal um, to live at either this 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 level, um, but you have to maintain it. So you have this huge influence of the the American tourists here, um, as the the local currency also the the guilder is basically packed to the dollar. So one dollar is one point seven eight guilders, and that hasn't changed since I was born. So um, has has always been like this, and uh, we will see what happens in the future. But uh, that has also given a, a lot of benefit to the island. Um, we're also very lucky in the positioning of the island because it's right below the hurricane belt, uh, which uh, also we're always skipping the hurricanes and surviving all of them. And uh, um, <clears throat> and like I, I always say, we're very very lucky island. Um, I think I spoke to this with Jamie and, and Lucas also that uh, we don't have this this uh, um, influence of um, no other islands as having a high economy, um, um, a lot of tourism, and uh, um, everybody is basically banked. You have uh, um, high salaries in the end. Um, you have a lot of uh, high paying individuals here. Um, in in the different local companies, so you don't feel um, the same as other islands uh, in many ways. <clears throat> but uh, yes, uh, you have you have inflation, you have some poverty. Um, I, I, but the focus, honestly, has always been on the tourism. Um, like I say, I think the GDP here was uh, four point four billion. 
for a small island like this. Uh, and, and we were at the beginning of, so for the pandemic, we are one of the, um, the, the most influence by the fall of tourism. So that you, when they close all traveler traveling, the island, the IMF declared that we would be um, the, the the most effective affected. Uh, our economy would be the most affected because of this, because as how much dependent we are at the moment of tourism. Um, this was very uh, hard for us two years ago, of course, for the island, but it did open back. Um, right now, I think again we're lucky. Uh, we did uh, the government, everybody, we did well. Um, and we are, I think, uh, the top performer in the world right now in recovery. So we're almost at a hundred percent already by, 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 by measure of, uh, um, 2019, uh, which was a good year for tourism on the island. So I think that the atmosphere here, and especially, um, relating it back to, to, to Bitcoin, um, there's, there's a different feeling for it. Um, as, uh, Jamie was also saying, you know, day to day life comes in very quickly or, or, um, very normally you go to the beach and have a drink and, and, and don't have any more problems. Um, I, I know for Gino, it's a, it's a different experience, but he can elaborate also on, especially on the tourism part on how big it is here as he worked there and studied this uh, all his life. I don't know, Gino, you want to, um, give some insights? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it was actually basically a shock to the, to the entire Island because, um, either directly or, or indirectly, everybody is related to the tourism industry. So um, it was a shock for us um, to um, go from 2019, which, as Yuri mentioned, was one of the top years for the island, to suddenly be um, without any um, tourists on the island. We did have um, some tourists that uh, preferred to ride out the, 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 the lockout and in the island, instead of going back home, we have a lot of people who, who, uh, who have um, like uh, vacation homes and, and such. Actually, my my two neighbors um, are from Canada, um, and um, they decided to ride out the storm here instead of going back to Canada. Um, but um, yeah, it was kind of shocking. It was kind of eye opening that uh, we we are you know you can say too reliant on tourism anything that happens worldwide will affect us um um at the end so uh, especially if it happens in the US which is the biggest market that we have over here on the island so um again it's another um, a reason why um you know we 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 think that um you know we, sh- we should be um trying to get into other um industries but um the easiest and the most lucrative right now on the island is tourism. Um, as Yuri mentioned, um, we um, we are, um, if you see us on a map, we are part of the, the six islands that used to form the, the Netherlands Antilles. But uh, immediately next to us, you have Curacao and Bonaire, who um, actually started in the, in the in tourism a little bit later than us because they were basically... Um, um, involved in other types of, of industry. For example, um, Curacao also in, in petroleum products, but usually um, Curacao was like the, the head of the Antilles. So they didn't get into the game later. They, they got into the game later than we did. Um, so um, I guess we had the first move advantage there and uh, we still have. And um, due to the, the, 
the islands type also with uh, the beaches and stuff like that. Um, it basically um, landed itself to, to tourism very, very easily. Um, also, the the, the 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 island natives being able to speak multi-languages, um, for example, most uh, uh, most of, uh, if not all, locals speak uh, Spanish, Dutch, and English. That also makes it a little bit um, easier for um, the the tourism industry. So, um, and uh, again, you're in a like Yuri said, because of of the type of industry, you're in a sort of bubble that you feel safe and you, you, the economy is doing good, um, tourism is doing good. So you're in a kind of in a bubble. And from um, it was very scary from the one um, day to the next to, to be from the top in 2019 to absolutely nothing, zero, all hotels being locked down. Um, and us that, uh, that work in the hotel business, you have to basically go from one day to see the hotel at capacity. Uh, Aruba's uh, yearly capacity is above the 75% year-round to to go to um, not having anybody in the resort and having to lock down the resources was uh, kind of surreal to go through um, all that. And I, th- I think one thing, Gene, I uh, forgot to mention is uh, uh, for sure... Yeah, we speak uh, many languages. I think everybody speaks four languages, but we also smile a lot. And that's uh, that's a big part of, of the island for sure, uh, to always have a smile um, for, for the tourists. Um, I don't know if, if that uh, helps, Lucas, uh, or uh, you want some, some big part? Yeah, um, that was really interesting. Actually, about the laughter and smile, uh, I've spent the past few weeks in the Caribbean now, and um, I've noticed that there is a lot of humor. I don't know, is this is this part of the broader Caribbean culture? Because I haven't visited Aruba yet. Um, but is, is it also not only related to, say, tourists, but also the, the island culture itself, this laughter thing? And, and if so, where does it come from? Yeah, it, it, it is, of course. It's uh, uh, mostly the island life, uh, uh, more relaxed and um, easier to smile than to fight, for sure. Uh, so so it has to do with, with all the islands and, and being surrounded by water. Uh, I, I think uh, you you have a different feeling of life. Well, I think we are also, we are actually known as the One Happy Island. Um, I think the, the name is just not marketing. And um, all in all, I think it's hard for you to be um, in a bad mood or not happy if you're, like Yuri said, you're surrounded by beautiful water. Um, I think toe-to-toe, we can go with any beach uh, in the world. We have, uh, you know, beautiful beaches. Uh, The islands are so small that you can practically walk to a a beach um, close to where you live. Um, so it's, uh, and there's, uh, like at every, uh, beach, um, there's a bar, so it's very hard um, not to be happy, not to, you know, just, um, go out and, and, and enjoy yourself or at least, uh, you know, distress yourself. Um, there's a lot of, um, exercising going on, for example, if, if you drive around the island. So, um, you know, there's, you don't have to worry about, um, 
snowstorms. You don't have to worry about rain in here. If it rains, you just like wait five minutes and it's and it's best. Um, so um, that all I think contributes to you know pretty um, you can you can say happy go lucky um, you know lifestyle. One thing that I'm wondering about is what's the relationship between Aruba and was it uh, the Netherlands Antilles? So it was a colony of the Netherlands, correct? What's the relationship I, today? No, yeah. So so we were still uh, in the kingdom um, of the the, the Netherlands. Uh, we're, we're yeah. They they are they're the motherland for sure, and the relationship is is a lot of a uh, uh, supervisory. Uh, we have our own government, own parliament, um, and and different things. But you do have a, a way. So there's a lot of different parts that you always go back to. Um, yeah, to Holland for everything for for government for money, um, even at the at the internationally. Um, uh, let's say if the island wants to uh, needs to loan money, they cannot do it directly. They would have to go through Holland. So there is, uh, um, they still own the island. Um, that that is uh, very apparent, especially in the pandemic. Um, like we said, we were so depending on on uh, on tourism, and when it all went away, um, it was uh, Holland that bailed us out and paid everybody's salaries for for all these months. So yeah, so the, the the relationship is as always as a um, yeah we're a colony uh, we're part of the kingdom of the the Netherlands. Okay, got it. But well treated. There's no huge historical trauma, or or is there? Uh, well, there's always, I guess, uh, um, complaints uh, about uh, yeah, one island gets more money than the other one, or or uh, why are we being more supervised than the other island, or things like this. Um, but yeah, the, the the relationship is is very good between the the um, island Aruba and Holland, um, and uh, I think. There's always going to be friction between, depending on the subject. But in, in all, um, one thing that makes Aruba also very um, attractive for, for, for tourists, but for other things, is the stability. And this is something that uh, the Dutch government and, and, and the Aruba government has always had, even in, if there is a different, uh, different party in, in government. There's always this stability um, that you do give uh, uh, more trust to to locals, but also to your international partners. In many sense, you're um, part of the kingdom, also. So, I think that has uh, always been um, very, very uh, good for the island to to keep the relationship as good as it is. So, looking at the map, Aruba is just off the coast from Venezuela. And Venezuela is known to be one of the countries in the world with the most substantial problems um, due to various reasons, but well, very much due to uh, the monetary collapse. Um, has this proximity to Venezuela affected you guys in, in any way? Um, yeah, of course. Uh, I think. Uh... 
Yeah, I think uh, um, uh, Venezuela was uh, not only um, our neighbor, um, is our neighbor, but uh, um, the island itself was always influenced by Venezuelans. You know, um, us, me, personally growing up here, I used to go to Venezuela all the time, you understand? So so when we were younger, and once the, this thing changed, you never hear about this anymore. So, but yeah, it, it was a big influence, not only for for. For us, uh, um, um, financially, you had a lot of peop uh, people here that own houses, have family um, from Venezuela, um, but also on the tourism all, um, in, in that sense. Uh, Venezuela was always the second um, country um, of, with most tourism. So the effect there um, uh, was uh, immediately, you felt it immediately. And not only that, because of the proximity, you had a lot of the influence of uh, um of many different things. Um, people from Venezuela coming to the island just to charge their credit cards, you know, just in order to, to be able to get cash out, to use the ATM. Um, I remember times where they would just come in here, take the plane, go to the Price Mart, um, the bulk um, store company here, buy a bunch of products, go back to the airport and jump back on the plane and go back to, to Venezuela. So, so there is a, a huge influence always because of this proximity and because of this uh, type of uh, relationship and, and brotherhood we also always had with uh, people from Venezuela. Um, I think Gino can elaborate especially more on this because of the, the, the tourism and the hotel industry. Yeah, like you said, for a, a long period of time, Venezuela was one of our you know, uh, biggest markets for, for tourism. Um, it, it did um, hurt a lot because it was very convenient. They, um, you normally get the, the American market in the winters, and you would always have the Venezuelan market in, in the time uh, in the summer where most of them go out uh, to, to vacation. So it was very convenient at that time. So basically, the island ran, uh, you know, close to capacity year around. So when um, all the trouble started in, in, in Venezuela, it, it, you know, Fortunately, it didn't happen from one day to the next, so it, it was progressively getting worse and worse. And also, um, you know, when um, when something happens to a neighbor, a neighboring country, you always get the influx of uh, of workers, which is still up to um, today um, happening. Um, unfortunately, you know, the situation there causes a lot of people to to flee the country and try to look for better. Um, you know, situation for themselves and their families, and that's still going on right now. You still have people coming, um, you know, braving, although you can actually see Aruba from Venezuela. You can actually see Venezuela from Aruba, uh, certain parts if the weather is, you know, permitting. Um, it's still a very treacherous part of, uh, you know, every time you go on the, on the ocean, it's, uh, it's a very risky uh, proposition. So you do get a lot of people braving that um, trip to try to get, uh, you know, a better situation that they find themselves in right now. So that is still ongoing um, today. As Yuri said, they used to do, uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, ways to find around getting what they needed and what they couldn't find anymore in Venezuela. But, uh, you know, we don't, um, we don't get, other than that, that is the most uh, in, impacted of the island um, gas from. It's still today what impacts us a lot. We were also a consumer from a lot, for a lot of Venezuelan products. 
um, Venezuela did a lot in, in the agriculture and in, um, fishing industry. And that also impacted the island. Like Yuri said in the beginning, or a, a couple of years ago, you can still buy products um, that are produced in Venezuela. So the, those were normally cheaper products than um, we do right now, because right now everything that we have in the island is imported from the U.S. So automatically that skyrockets, uh, skyrocket the prices also and makes us more and more, more and more dependent on the U.S. I was actually curious to to hear uh, El Sultan's take on on Aruba, given that he's Venezuelan, probably, you know, has has kind of made the trip uh, several times, and and just you know how that played out for for Sultan over his years visiting. Uh, well, thank you, yeah, thank you, Jaime, thank you, Lucas. Um, uh, well, for context, I I traveled. I've been traveling to Aruba since I was. Only once a, a, a week, once a year since I was three months. So, so basically, for 28 years straight of my life, I went one week every year, every single year to Aruba. Um, my father used to be an architect that one of what was one of the first architects to do one of, one of the first like public lighting projects in Aruba, etc. So it was pretty exciting seeing all of my life very. Uh, stable and constantly Aruba growing, growing and growing and growing stably. Shit, just growing. Everything, tourism, bigger airport, more hotels. Like I always stayed at the same place, La Quinta Beach by Eagle Beach. Every single year, Bombini na Aruba. <laughs> Welcome to Aruba. So it's amazing how surreal. It actually was that experience of seeing a small island in the Caribbean next to your country, stably growing with a stable currency, while you just had to went through every single thing in hell in Venezuela. Surreal, dude. Because literally, if you're on the west side of Venezuela and you're in the state that it's called Zulia, it's basically the closest state in Venezuela out of all states to Aruba. You can even go by by boat to Aruba, basically. It was beautiful. It was beautiful that period the guys were talking about when you were able, as a Venezuelan, just to go to Aruba with your family, lots of Venezuelans. You want to party. You were a fucking spoiled teenager from Venezuela. You went to parties with all of your friends from high school and college and whatever in Aruba. You went to music festivals, etc. So I think that's the take as a Venezuelan. Now, as a Bitcoiner, as, a, as someone that's been in Bitcoin, just like Lucas, etc., from, from, from 2013, I, I think I have the question for uh, the other speakers that are from Aruba that, in my mind, I ask myself, like... I wanna. I want. I, I would love to learn if Aruba would really have like a viable path under under this relationship that it has with the with the Dutch Kingdom and the Netherlands, etc. And being an independent island with its own monetary policy, etc. Even though you have a peg to try to, I don't know, make Bitcoin legal tender or whatever. Because if I try to find a parallel from what happened in El Salvador and everything that I saw as a Venezuelan tourist in Aruba, 
almost 90% of my life was, okay, I think that the most int- one of the most interesting things could be definitely Bitcoin tourism. Because literally, I went, look, I went to a Bitcoin in El Salvador last year, too. People from all over the world during a pandemic or whatever went to El Salvador to have a great time just to cheer and see what was happening with Bitcoin in the country. And I think the same thing could happen to Aruba because there's just such great hospitality, et cetera. Yeah, so I think that's a great, uh, that's the main question that I have at the top of my mind. And I ask myself if, if it will actually be relevant. But then, side note comment, as the last comment, like a Bitcoin conference, whatever, in Aruba, even if, even if it's not through the government or whatever, eventually that's it's amazing. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful fucking place, man. If you go to Aruba and you don't love Aruba, you're a motherfucker. I don't know what kind of person you are, honestly. Thanks. So, I think that question is really interesting, uh, El Sultan. I suggest we park that for a little while until we get to the part about Bitcoin in Aruba. Um, and I think this is also maybe a good segue um, for us to move into a Bitcoin history in Aruba. I know there's been a lot of interesting things uh, in the past few years, back and forth. When I talked to you, Yuri, uh, you shared some quite interesting stories. Um, would we? Um, is it a good time to move over to? Uh, Bitcoin history in Aruba, or is there anything else we should cover before we do that? No, I think I think it's okay for for us to to transition. I just wanted to to tell to El Sultan that, yeah, uh, um, people have swam from Venezuela to Aruba and from Aruba to Venezuela. So yeah, it's so close, and we see it depending on the uh, uh, on how clear the skies are. You see the mountains of Venezuela from the coast of Aruba. So it's too close, uh, but uh, yeah. So I, I, I think uh, we can start with the, the history of uh, uh, Bitcoin here on the island. Um, um, uh, one thing, first of all, is that uh, yeah, I, like I said, I've been here for for I think it's now it's ten years. I, I've been back to the island, and uh, when I got here, there was already someone. I think uh, it was those years, or the years before. Um, I, I already knew about Bitcoin and, and I, I just found out I was leaving Europe, uh, working in Eastern Europe. And uh, um, I think in 20, uh, 2011, 2012, um, as I was leaving Europe, I, uh, um, uh, they mentioned Bitcoin to me and they say, oh, yeah, you know, um, uh, is this new thing. You're a, um, I, I think one thing I didn't say is I'm a computer scientist by nature. That's my job, my my my, my main uh, business is software consultant um, here on the island, but for international companies everywhere. And uh, so, so they they introduced me to this, but it was so, especially in Eastern Europe, it was really packed to this all this dark stuff. Um, and I never, I, I never got into it. Um, but the tech was there, and 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 slowly, I, I I understood. And I came back to the island, and on the island, I think here it was. Uh, um, uh, I think I see him listening, but uh, he, he's uh, uh, two nine seven BTC. 
um, which is uh, another big advocate here of Bitcoin on the island. And he started and he was uh, um, already in the know. He had a, a um, he owns a shop on the island. So he was already accepting certain um, uh, he was accepting Bitcoin and he, he was uh, talking about it. Um, this was in the very beginning, I think, 2012, uh, 13. Uh, um, so I was very, very little, even from 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 others or, or uh, coming into the island. <clears throat> And uh, and I think it was in, in 20, 2014, 2015, that uh, uh, the conferences here, so let's say tech conferences and different things like this, that uh, were also mentioning Bitcoin. Um, I think I, I had we had this uh, conference in uh, 2016, 2017. Uh, they had it on the, on the docket. Uh, people were giving lectures about Bitcoin. Um, yet... You couldn't find it, um, especially I remember I, I I hear something about it, but I couldn't just go and purchase it. You know, you, you couldn't find it or, or the information and, and things like this. It was still um, still young, I would say. And uh, from then on, slowly, I think I met. Uh, um, um, yes, uh, the the um, others here uh, um, and and like this, you saw that it was more of uh, yeah, you can you can do payments, but um, this part of the the tech part, um, especially for me, um, that was mostly interesting. And on the island itself, that you can exchange as one thing. I think we didn't mention here on the island the uh, one thing that has not uh, went up. Um, maybe it was because of different leapfrogging. Um, is actual um, online processing for for local businesses. So here. On the island, yes, you have a machine, you come with your card, you pay, but to have it online, it's a big deal. It costs a lot and we have no access to PayPal or, or any of these other wallets on the island. Um, as banking has gone up, everybody has a bank, but the actual technology or the allowance for, for locals have um, not been at the same level. Um, so you have this online payment stuff that is not available or it's very expensive on the island. Um, and I think this was the, the, the very start more, mostly that, uh, more people were listening because this is where a lot of businesses would spend a lot of money. All tourists come with credit cards and things like this. So that was, I think that was the, the most of the beginning, um, of, uh, uh, having more of, uh, small communities. Um, I don't remember we ever did a meetup, uh, or anything like this, but it was more conversation about it. And uh, from then on, I remember that uh, um, Stephen bought this domain, Bitcoin.aw. So that was the first time <laughs> um, anybody had a, something about Bitcoin on the island. And uh, um, I, uh, <clears throat> I, the year after, I said, okay, I am checking. And that was probably when I got, we received more influence also from what was happening in Venezuela. So um, especially, I think, in, at that point, as we were coming here, um, you had a lot more people asking, um, people from Venezuela asking on the island about Bitcoin. You know, can you get it? Can you accept it? Uh, um, um, do you need it? Things like this. So there was something starting again with influence from from Venezuela. And I had, I've, me personally, I, I used to get a lot of requests to for purchase. So I started uh, um, buying and selling. Uh, at certain point, I was keeping some of it, but uh, mostly 
hobby, I would say, and that you at least have, you know, you, you, you buy it. Um, I, I was not much into it, so I didn't see that it would go up. You speak to a lot of people. Yes, you know it, you, you understand, especially because I understand, understood the tech. So I was more of that part of, um, technology. And, um, and from then on, I think, uh, that was, uh, mostly when you have like the 2017, um, I, I, uh, no, I bought, I think I bought in 2017, I bought the domain btc.aw. Um, and then from then on, I started putting information and I was checking the price as I was slowly buying and selling coins on the Island. Um, I was, uh, uh I checking the price. So I said, okay, I'll bought a, uh, a website so I can put the price and then give the traffic to myself. So from the website, I started, um, putting the, 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 price of Bitcoin and moving on slowly and getting more people around. Um, you have, like I said, you have others, you have, uh, people that work, um, in, in very high places that, uh, understood not only for the tech, but also this part of, oh, they see the charts are going up. Um, and they see that, uh, um, very basic things. They say, well, it's, 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 it's at the very beginning, you know, so you're still a small community. Nobody knows about it. So you have a chance of either make money or that it's uh, um, it it will go up. And uh, I I think I started in 2017. I started uh, yeah with the website, and I started with the BTC Pay server. Um, as I was mostly seen as a see at Bitcoin stack, and especially for the island um, acceptance, um, I I went and I I set up the BTC Pay server and everything like this, so I can offer this. Um, for free um, to the everybody that wanted to put uh, accept Bitcoin in their business, and also that it becomes more apparent. No, if they would need, they contact the website, and you have more interaction. Um, I wasn't; it was not for for as we were selling so much coin or making so much money, but it was always about uh, yeah, you keep it going because yeah, nobody else was really doing that much on the island. Um, and then from then on, I think uh, we put more business on site, but then I opened up um, for, for the world this BTC Pay server. And um, I, I think once you see the price of Bitcoin going up and you saw that it's on the news and everywhere, and we started getting so much more attention just to, oh, people want to buy. People want to buy, um, especially when it's going up, they want to keep them, they want to buy or, or, uh, um, and things like this. So you get a lot more of this part. Um, I think others, um, on the Island did get this more questions of how it is and, and how to, to work with it. But for me, it was mostly a, a lot of, uh, yes, uh, are you selling? And, uh, at one point, yeah, you don't know why they're getting the coins anymore and things like this. So, so it was a lot of, uh, uh um, responsibility maybe on, um, for a Bitcoiner also in, in asking, and this happened, I'm not going to lie. just happened just, uh, I think, uh, during the last weekend, which I was just saying like, why do you need these coins? You know? And the, the, the reason was, wasn't <clears throat> as well, as you know, there's so many, so many scams and, and, and so much stuff out there. So, so it's, uh, it just, uh, um, maybe putting a cap on the selling also just to make sure that they're not just wasting it away and blaming Bitcoin for it, which also is what happens a lot. Um, 
So I think that that mostly it's uh, how it started here with uh, um, very low community. And even now, I mean, from from 2017, which we started with the website, I think that was the year 20, 2018. Um, there was 2017, there was already an ATM here. Um, another uh, person here uh, had an ATM on the island and promoted it. And so it was the first time that we had an ATM here. It lasted for about a year, I think. And then in 2018, um, I purchased an ATM. So I purchased an ATM and there was uh, not working one. So I put one here and we had all this. Uh, um, it was at the beginning, it, was, it went well with the tourists and uh, locals alike. So they go to the machine, they start, they start buying um, and, and uh, you, you get more interest on it. Uh, the machine was also stopped uh, by the banks in, in the store. So that was also when it started. I think this was, yeah, 2018, right before the, um, so before this pandemic and, and everything. And uh, the banks started getting very um, specific on, on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in that sense. Uh, so they were stopping. You were not allowed to buy with credit cards anymore. Um, only a few banks would allow it. And slowly, and even with the ATM, the ATM started well. I think we had it for about uh, two months in one location at the local store here in the island, which uh, they're very Bitcoin friendly. Um, and it was going well, but their bank um, told them they had to take it out. So they actually had to take out the ATM and we had to take out the ATM if they wanted to keep their banking um, account with that bank. And uh, and then on, also the ATM stopped. Uh, we started uh, pushing, uh, putting it somewhere else, but it never got caught as uh, we have a lot of issues still here with purchasing. So I think um, one of the the main things here is that there are there is interest, especially from the island, from locals. And now that price is going up, you get a lot of interest again. And um, as I was telling to, uh, I was talking to to um, others here. They're li- really like uh, you. It's uh, it was in 2017 when it was going up. Everybody was interested, and you told everybody you told this group about Bitcoin. And then they forgot about it. Um, and then again, um, 2020, 2021, it was going up. Uh, 2020, it was going up. Yeah, again, they're calling you. And now it was one year that it's been standing and now it's going up. Again, they're calling you and you're giving them the same stories again. So there, there is uh, uh, some of them that uh, uh, takes a long time to, to <laughs> probably on board on the island. Um, and I, I, I think it has to, a lot to do with the comfortable um, of the, the locals here also. You don't have this any means to push for the monetary. And, and one thing which comes a lot is this part of like uh, this part that now, you know, 10 years later comes out of how sound it is. Uh, we, don't have a, we don't have a savings account here on the island that gives you um, half a percent, I think, is the the biggest savings account we have on the app. So, so you have <laughs> you have no savings. Uh, you you put the money in the bank, and yeah, it's just there, and it's probably going to start costing you um, in in some time. So, so this this part of Bitcoin, I think, is what gets more people interested on the island. As the banking is, like I say, everybody has a bank account. But they're really starting to notice that no, the banks don't, uh, yeah, 
they don't care about you and uh, your money is just uh, leaving away um yeah so i think i think that is most of the state here um and and one thing is i see a lot is the the part of the education itself um because of all these scams and and you know current effects um promises of uh, riches quick riches um you do get this group that has been scammed and now they're speaking back about bitcoin but it was their own fault of course and uh, um and now you have this group i see that a lot of people spend more time on the education part um although the actual um purchasing and things like this has not easier it's getting easier now uh, but this part of education and and how to just uh, um get the wallet and uh, like like me and, and others um just you know um uh, sell ledgers from time to time when i go to us i come back with a bunch of ledgers and i just uh, I keep them here and in time they go away you know everybody's asking for one you you meet more people and they go away um so yeah that's uh, share i think gino has i don't know if gino has anything else just at the state. No, yeah, I agree with uh, a lot of things you said. Um, this um, you, one thing you have to take into consideration is basically we get a lot of, like we said, we depend on a lot of levels on the the U.S. market. One of the the, the biggest um, influences um, that we find here is a lot of our news comes from the U.S. So um, I think for a long time, um, you know, cryptocurrencies, uh, specifically Bitcoin, which is, you know, when you talk about cryptocurrency, the only thing, the first thing people think about is Bitcoin. And um, for the longest time, not only the local banks, but even the news that you get out of the U.S., like uh, Yuri said, what what the most of the, the news that you get are negative news, uh, you know, like scams of this and, and um, you know, this when um, people lost money here, people lost money doing this. So it's uh, a lot of the news that people were getting were that, you know, it, it wasn't something real. It, you know, a lot of the time still now people ask me, but, you know, where do you have it? Um, people still think that it's an actual coin. So you still, like Yuri said, there's a lot of um, need still on the island for for education and and I think you know by banks making it so hard to 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 get um, on board and to start um, experimenting with um, with Bitcoin, it is it's not easy for the, the for the adoption. A lot of people, you only get the the hardcore um, Bitcoin um, enthusiasts. Uh, you know, like Yuri said, a lot of the time it's more more of a hobby than anything else. Um, at this point on the island for a lot of people. Um, but more and more right now, what um, like you're saying, more and more people are starting to wake up to the notion that, hey, look, banks don't have your bank, uh, don't have your back. Um, and, um, you know, especially what's going on right now with um, um, governments being able to, to just uh, freeze your accounts and, and, you know, limit your access to your funds. Um, you know, it's more and more starting to hit home that uh, maybe governments are not, you know, the the what what they appear to be. You know, they're not um, as a, as a, basically as a as a citizen. It's not um, in your best interest to to give them so much power than they have right now on your finances. So, 
more and more you're, you're finding, like I, I imagine even two years ago at parties when, you know, I'm, I was um, a lot of times uh, the crazy Bitcoiner, you know, talking about um, Bitcoin to people who, you know, don't even know what it is. Or again, well, the only thing they hear is bad stuff. Um, and now being having to defend what Bitcoin is, where it comes from, what the idea is behind it, because that is something that I was really passionate about. What the idea behind, um, um, you know, why um, Bitcoin, um, you know, came to the foreground and, you know, what it actually represents for people. And now having people um, completely turn around and, um, you know, trying to really not only um, having to defend what Bitcoin is anymore, but um, people actually being interested and being willing to to try and dive in and and experiment and and you know learn more about um, Bitcoin. And that has you can see it changing in the in you know the you know everybody around. So about that on that subject. Um... I remember when I talked with you, Yuri, um, a couple of weeks ago, you told this story about um, you had been lecturing at a university or something. And um, it was the same person that came back. I don't remember the exact story, but um, you had a different tone, basically something more that, you know, is it really worth it explaining to people because the same questions just keep coming back from the same people? Yeah, yeah. so that is exactly what um, I wasn't... Um, uh, I've done a lecture to the university, but this is a story from, from another Bitcoiner here on the island. Uh, um, and he was... Uh, he's. Uh, yeah, like I like I mentioned in in what I said before, is that maybe you meet a person and each time the each time Bitcoin is going up, you have to tell them the, the same story. You understand? So, so I, and, and, uh, um, so yeah, you kind of, you kind of get fed up with the same, uh, person or, or, or a group of people that, um, just pops up when, yeah, when the price is going up. Um, and yeah, this story was uh, about somebody else that he did do a, a, a lecture at the university and, uh, his lecture was, uh, the lecture and the university's focus was completely on Bitcoin. Yet, uh, um, once the, the thing was over, the, the lecture was over, the, per- the people came and asked him the same question. And he said, oh, you know, it's, I just, I told you this like three years ago. So, uh, I told you exactly what to do. I told you everything what to do. And, uh, uh so I think maybe it's a cycle of every time the price goes up or every three years, um, that, uh, uh, it, it becomes more viable, but yeah, because um, think, uh, think of how um, small we are. No, we're a very small island. Um, it's 110,000 uh, locals, more or less. You have a big influence of tourism and, and internationals, but it's mostly small. So you see the same people and, and, you know, like you go to this group right now. I went, I went to that lecture at the university and I was, I was happy because that, that core group looks like it's growing. Um, and especially you have more interest from, uh, kids from the university. So this, this, I, I did, I did enjoy a lot, but yeah, you keep getting, mostly you get a lot of the same group of people that come back and, uh, asking the same questions over and over. So you do get a little bit, Oh yes, I don't, 
I don't want to explain Bitcoin again <laughs> or to this guy because I already did. Um, but yeah, I guess we keep trying. So maybe now a good time to dive back into Sultan's question. No, I, yeah, I, I wanted to go uh, um, to Sultan's question, but I also wanted to mention about this this part of the, um, before I go through, through what he asked was uh, about the banks um, on the island. I think that is uh, what we are bringing. Me and Gino was just saying is how um, still the banks made it um, uh, difficult for locals to buy. Um, not only with, like I said, uh, they making sure that the ATM was not working. That's also a big deal, of course. But um, mostly also if you use your credit card to buy from an exchange, they would block it. Uh, if you try to send a wire transfer, they would try to block it, depending on the bank, depending on which bank. The, the most popular one was stopping it. And uh, especially when the pandemic hit, so there was nothing that goes out. So no, it doesn't matter. Even if the bank that was allowing it or the credit card that was allowing it stopped. Um, and now after the pandemic, it looks like it's opening. Um, I, I, I know that from here, from one of the banks, that um, it's possible. Um, and the other banks, so the most popular bank here, also um, made it available now that you can. Um, use your your debit card and credit card um, to purchase. So I think that is a a, a step um, um, that will help locals. Um, I know specifically because I, I speak to the banks and I've been purchasing via bank. So I have uh, um, I did have for 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 some years now an an understanding at complete transparency with my bank on what the purchase of yeah, uh, um, uh, cryptocurrency or um, Bitcoin, and uh, you see a lot of this thing with uh, what even with not only with the name, but um, uh, also with just the name of Bitcoin. Um, this what I will get into with uh, Sultan's question also. But actually, the name Bitcoin is not by institutions or corresponding banks um, is a very bad word. You can use. Crypto now. Crypto is uh, even more uh, uh, um, better than Bitcoin. So this is something that is happening still here now in, in, in some ways that even if I do the transfer and I maybe I put the transfer Bitcoin, it might not go. But if I put, uh, um, well, I use electronic media. I'm not going to lie. But if I put, yeah, if I put uh, blockchain or, or um, crypto, it will go through. Um, so this is something that, yeah, it's um, getting better with the banks, but just the name, it's still something, especially with that. Um, and I'll, I'll just go dive right in with uh, what Il Sultan was saying. Um, yeah, so he was asking about what do we see as uh, Aruba um, making it legal, legal tender or anything like this. For the island itself, I, I have, uh, I think I answered this question on, on, on especially El Sultan's uh, tweet couple of months ago that they might make it uh, an asset based. But I spoke to the central bank some months ago, and that's why I think Gene is also here. You can see that he has a, a, a crypto.aw. As we were not, um, we are um, starting the probably the first exchange on the island. Um, and uh, this will be under supervision, not supervision, but registered with the central bank of the island. Um, um, this is something that just started. I think I received the paperwork, uh, on Friday, um, from the central bank. 
Um, so I, I have a meeting with them um, next Thursday. Hopefully by then I, I will be able to go through all this stuff and have a, a, a better understanding. Um, I have a, a pretty good understanding of what they want. Um, but that doesn't mean they are, they are really, I spoke to them, they are really at the beginning. They don't understand so much and uh, um, they are allowing it because they it has always been allowed. It was never illegal, but it was never, let's say, in any legislation. So it was allowed because there's nothing illegal with it. And now the actual trade of it can become illegal. So the supervision from the central bank becomes stronger on on uh, um, purchasing and transferring of uh, of digital assets, as they call it. Um, and so, but it's it's a start now. We will have uh, this registration, and we will have uh, um, um, crypto.aw probably will be the first exchange um, um, registered here. And uh, again. If I used, let's say, Bitcoin.aw, it would not be approved. It would, it, uh, it sounds strange, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I think that this, this is also, for me, it's very funny um, because uh, you see a lot that will end up um, being Bitcoin. But for now, with the banks and with the central bank, um, it's, you know, it's better to talk about crypto and not Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, so, so on that part, I don't see that they will make it legal tender, um, in, in that sense, but the acceptance of it, they have no issue with it. So, so it would be e- easier to go that side. And here you have this, uh, um, I don't know how they, I don't think I have, we have any businesses that are accepting. I think maybe there's just one, just, uh, Linda's pancake, um, house there, uh, um, is accepting and actually um, putting it in the accounting. I don't know if any other businesses, I know I talked to others that accept and they just basically keep it and, and buy it from the company. So there is uh, um, still that part um, for, for the business side that would actually say, yeah, I'm accepting it and I'm holding it uh, um, and things like this. So I think that is still far off. Um, I don't know if that helps us, but. While El Sultan is trying to find a button. Sorry, El Sultan. No, sorry. No, actually, that was an amazing answer. Answer. Thank you for that. And I remember going back in 2017. I know that the same, like the uh, the uh, Aruba Central's bank has had the same president since like the 08 crisis or something in the U.S. Right in financial markets. So, um. It's a, it's amazing that your guys are going to become like the first regulated institution, et cetera, there. Because I remember having some conversations with with people in the island that eventually it'd be so huge, right? Just trying to fi- to finally at least try to d- diversify the economy a little more once again, also because you have tourism, et cetera, and and I, and I think that here in you it, it proved to be. Uh, it proved during COVID that it was a huge shock to Aruba, and so hopefully that also assisted at open up opening up their minds to to other stuff. So um, amazing! I haven't been to the island since since uh, 2019, and I look pretty much going forward to Aruba. Next time I I'm there, I'm I 
I, I'm definitely pinging you, man. Thanks for the answer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's uh, um, yeah, it's still at the very beginning. Um, let's see how it, it pulls out. But yeah, it's a it's a very like you said this shock of uh, um, of the pandemic, especially being so dependent on tourism. I still don't see from my conversations with them. I still don't see this understanding of exactly what, especially not Bitcoin, and and how it will help the central bank, but. Uh, um, I think mostly they see it as, uh, um, and I think this is not, it's not good for us at the moment, but at least they're going in the direction of understanding because they still see it as a lot of um, um, taking the money outside of the island. Um, um, so this, this type of mentality, um, hopefully we can, we can um, adapt more than it's, you know, it's not, it's not because you're, taking the money outside you're you know just just giving it more to the people or things like this you know so i think that part um slowly might become uh, more apparent especially for here the central bank and yeah you're right the central bank is an old institution here same as other other islands other countries um the the upper management has been there for a long time and this need for for a digital asset is has come um, to them because of uh, I think a lot of interest also from from others here, and I might I might uh, I'm I might be just one of the first ones because I'm sure there's others already knocking um, on their door. And do you perceive that maybe the they'd be open to like custodying assets themselves, like the central bank trying to own Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies or whatever, and and have their like you know other other central banks and tried to do their own, you know, as we know, shit coins, et cetera, CBDCs or whatever. Has that has that been part of the conversation? Is that even something that you can talk to? I understand that there's also sensitive things. So just trying to keep it uh with with within the within what's possible. Yeah, I think I I I'm not sure if I would go so far as uh for them to keep to hold it as reserve or anything like this yet. Um but yeah, I think the, the conversations are starting and uh, uh, mostly because the, the way they see it uh, is a lot as a transfer. And you know? also that you are, um, I, I, I see this big importance on, on them to make sure that um, who owns the wallet. Um, so, so I guess that is a good direction because if the island owns the wallet, that means it's the island's wallet, you know. So um, hopefully, yes, we're, we're, we'll get there. But yeah, it's sensitive. Um, you can't just uh, just go go crazy with the central bank, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I am I'm very happy um, with uh, um, discussions and and that the yeah that they're open that they have. I mean, I I think uh, I think when I when I first um, st- I I first did the the BTC.aw and um, I sent the central bank an email. I had some I had a friend of mine that worked there and I sent him an email and he sent it around. And they were just uh, very quick saying that uh, they have nothing, um, they have no comment on Bitcoin, but it's it's not something that's illegal, basically. Uh, so so from from that to now, actually having uh, assets being registered or or things like this. So yeah, it's uh, it's coming along. Let's see how far we can go. So um, is the um, are they? closely tied to other central banks um i mean there is the 
BIS Bank of International Settlements, and there's a um, I think 65 member banks, and that's one cluster, or maybe that's the main um, collaboration um, organization for the central banks. But is there a special relationship between the Aruba Central Bank and other central banks in the region, or say in Holland? Um, of course, yes. They, 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 especially within the kingdom, um, they have relationship. They have uh, relations with 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 the other central banks, um, especially with Holland. But um, yeah, I, I I do want to make uh, clear that, uh, especially for the central bank, it this is something that came from the uh, money laundering laws. Um, because of the money laundering laws, uh, um, they they had this pressure of having to acknowledge digital assets and, and things like this. So they, they don't fall behind on the actual um, money laundering laws here, which are very, for the central bank, it's a very high standard that we have. We have um, over KYC for opening a bank account, uh, opening a business and all these things. So the money laundering thing here is, is it's uh, on a different level. And that's why, that's the main reason actually that the central bank is looking at uh, digital assets at the moment. I don't know if Gino has anything um, to add to that. Yeah, I think um, obviously that is um, their, their first, um, let's say the, the main concern. But also, I think more and more the pressure from the local population trying to get more information and trying to get access to to Bitcoin, I think, is also uh, pushing them to to try to to see what how they can manage it. But according to what um, I haven't had um, personal conversations with anybody in the central bank, but from what I can hear, they are. Um, they are not yet at the point in which they can un- they understand completely um, the the system or the um, blockchain in general. Um, let's say um, they're not there yet to be able to see uh, and to talk about um, CBDCs or anything like that. So I think um, they are a little bit behind. They they're trying basically to um, catch up to to especially for the regulation part. I think. So, do you think that you are going to target mainly Arubians? Is that how you say it? Yes, Arubians, Arubians, Arubians yes. Arubians, Arubians, okay. Um, or is it a big enough market, or would you, would you target more the, say, the Caribbean community in general? Because uh, I know, I know, um, Yuri, that you've already been uh, orange pilling people for many years, and you've been selling Bitcoin, maybe OTC. I don't know. Um, so, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on, say, go to market for for a Rubium Bitcoin exchange, or it's it's a more general exchange? I understand that. Uh, yeah. No, I, for us, I mean, especially in at the at the, at the level for the low, it's for locals. Um, the local market, yes, yeah, we we at the moment for the local market itself, it's probably not so big. Um, but I am I'm always amazed at the the people from Aruba. Uh, one thing I know for sure is uh, even now that we we are just um, getting things together, you see the interest, and you see a lot of people that uh, um, um, have yeah 
have big bank accounts also on the island. Um, so, so the local market might be small, but it might also be um, influenced by by other stuff. But uh, yeah, I see. I think I think one thing I always say, and they say, yeah, it's it's firstly to to pursue this, and I do have uh, like you like you say, I have been selling for some some while, and I do have clients in Curacao also. Um, and it's a lot about trust. They know that you will deliver, so they 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 can trust uh, this this cross border stuff. But uh, for us, um, especially for this part, it's, it's for the local to have one thing about adoption um, is to have it easy um, to, for you to send. You can buy and right now, especially now. Yeah, you have a credit card or you, have a, you can even send a wire transfer to Europe. Um, so you can buy. The, the possibilities are opening up. Um, but once you have local, so you have a local bank transfer, you have immediate, immediate purchases and, and you have back and forth between your local bank is, you know, what sets uh, strike or what sets uh, other of these places, a Coinbase or anything like this apart, um, um, that you can have a, a real environment um, for first for the locals. And then you can see what happens in, in, in the back. But one thing I have to say for, from the local side is, uh, um, we had a, a big hit also on the island is when um, a bank, Stanford Bank, went down. Um, the Stanford Bank was huge on the island, and there were millions and millions here from locals here in that bank. Um, some were lost. I mean, I, I heard now that they're getting the money back. So, so this was uh, at a, a very something that for me, especially when I was a kid. Um, and even now when it went down, so it went down like 10 years ago, uh, um, it was so amazed that you have a small country that was still so much invested in, in a bank that would basically give you 7% uh, a month. No? So, so it was a, a money-making bank. And, uh, um, and, this, and I think I, I always keep this in mind, especially for, for, for Bitcoin and, and, and this part of the exchange, is that, yeah, the market is small. Um, but it has a lot of potential for sure. So, so can you elaborate a bit more about this Stanford bank? What, what's the story? Well, the story is that we, uh, uh, locals invested a lot of money. I don't know if you, if you know about Stanford, Stanford was a, uh, investment bank that you put your money into it. And you basically used to receive like six to 7%, um, um, compounded monthly. So every month. Um, I would receive, I was in the bank, so I put money. My dad was in the bank. I mean, my, my, my friends were in the bank. I, I know a lot of people who were, was in the bank with, with a lot of money and, uh, um, they were making money. One of the things like my father, my father was in this bank for, I think it was over 25 years, uh, was investing with, with Stanford. So it was a lot of locals trusting and self six, 7% compounded monthly is amazing. So. <laughs> So a lot of people trusted this bank for, for many years, for over 10, 20 years, uh, 10 years. And, and, and the locals here, there was a party every year for the Stanford uh, um, locals. And they always used to say like, oh, yeah, it was, it's like one of the best parties for Stanford because of how invested the small community here on the island was. And, and uh, uh, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of known uh, it was a lot of millions within this bank. And when the bank went down, I think it was in 20, uh, 2009, uh, uh, something like this, 
and it went down for actually what's funny is that the bank didn't go down from what i heard was it didn't it, it didn't go down because it was stealing it wasn't a ponzi it wasn't anything it wasn't uh, made of or anything like this but they they were um they had some some irregular investments and that's why they were shut down and the money was seized so the money was always there and uh, all these locals on the island lost a lot of money and uh, a lot of stuff went down so so it was a, a very uh happy moment for for what ha- what with the bank itself because a lot of people made a lot of money with the bank and for it to go down and you have so many locals that lost their savings um because mostly kept their savings um in in a in a bank like this and uh, yeah it was a, it was a big hit they used to have an office here um we had a lot of they had a lot of clients from the island for sure so so with 7% compounded interest uh, i mean it, are you monthly so so if i had if i had the money in the bank i would get 7% a month a month exactly okay I mean, it really sounds like a pyramid scheme. That's usually <laughs> that's usually the rates you get from a pyramid scheme. But at the same time, it was ran for more than twenty years, so that's hard to do. So that's like a complete outlier returns. Did the bank contribute to uh, the fortune? of aruba as well in that case um i'm not i'm not sure how much that uh, um i know they had a, a lot they had investments here um but stanford was huge much bigger than than aruba aruba was a, a case because of how small it was of course to be so small and and to have a lot of investment in the bank was a, a was stand out but stanford was big everywhere in the world and especially in barbados i think they were registered in barbados um i think that was the biggest influence there he used to run run all the the um horse races and everything in in barbados so yeah so the the influence on the island i'm sure there was a lot of investment there was people working here and things like this but uh no not um not that on that part uh, on the part of direct influence mostly on the part of people losing savings i mean okay most of them were I, I guess most of them were not bad off, um, but uh, it's still a loss for sure. So not your keys, not your coins. Exactly. That resonates pretty strongly with a lot of Arubians. Yes, yes, it does. Um, but yeah, people forget. And uh, I, I think we had a case a couple of months ago of how the they lost uh was a group of locals that lost i think it was almost a hundred thousand on some type of uh, um forex trading um it wasn't a scam they 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 let somebody trade that was yeah that was making money and then yeah he he made money for two weeks and then the week after lost all the money um so yeah people forget very quickly so what's the best avenue do you think um for getting Aruba on board with Bitcoin? Is it Bitcoin tourists? Is it 
um, your exchange that will take over uh, 50% of the GDP of the country and become like an outlier success? Or is it um, uh, merchants? Um, w- or is it all of that at the same time? But um, is, is there any of those that you would rank higher than others? Or what order would you rank the yeah, I think I think still the the part uh, the exchange is is a big deal because uh, the first question you receive from from people is from is uh, um yeah what do I do when I need money you know so so in the same sense of okay yes I will I I I can trust coins I I understand what you're saying I'll put some money in it but you know in in a year two years I need some money how do I get it out you know things like this so that's where. I see the exchange helping a lot on the local side um, for trust. Uh, there's a lot of trust involved with with money, of course. But uh, um, I, it's for me, I see a lot of just education. Um, one thing that we have, yeah, you need a bigger community here. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I see this now with a lot of um, younger um, younger kids that are asking. Um, and they went same like you, I guess, Lucas, you went through this, uh, um, you first know about cryptocurrencies through, um, an altcoin, a shitcoin, or stuff like this. Uh, and then you learn about Bitcoin. So this part of education and, and learning about Bitcoin is very important. And, uh, um, all these things are following more and more, you know, if you have the exchange, if you have the will, you can still buy, um, things like this, but yeah, th- these parts is, uh, um, I, I don't see that right now we have a minister of uh, economic affairs um, that is well still. Uh, he's uh, very open to cryptocurrency. He was in the newspaper some time back already saying that he sees Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as a, a way that uh, the island has to explore. So, um, yeah, it's a small island. There is not one catalysator or stuff like this. But um, education, always. I, I always think education is, is first. You know, if they really understand what Bitcoin can do, or or how it's placed, or how powerful it can can place you, um, I think, um, yeah, you will have the masses on the island coming. I hope so. Yuri, are you the original, uh, say, maker of other Bitcoiners on the island, or is no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. That's why I said, I said this, uh, um, I think uh, he was listening before. So BTC, 297 BTC, uh, at 297 BTC, he's the first for sure. Um, he's the one uh, that did the lecture. <laughs> uh, and he had, they own this uh, uh, Linda's Pancake. And he's the first one to ever accept Bitcoin in the shop. Um, he's the first one. And he's a lot more... Uh, uh, orange pill than than I I will be I I saw it I see a lot of Bitcoin still a stack I'm not gonna lie you know so it's still this this um it's it's a very nice technology very beautiful and uh, um and but yeah this monetary thing came after <laughs> uh, so he was much more on the monetary thing from the very beginning and he helped a lot um, for for small community and things like this but yeah he helped a lot so um, yeah follow him. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was for sure the first one, uh, I'm probably not the second or anything like this, but 
yeah, I, 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 I've been gaining ground, um, uh, especially that I keep things going, you know, especially with the, with the website, with the BTC pay server, you know, I, I, I bring it for the community. So you, I, I try to keep them going and as, uh, it goes up and down, I just, um, let them be available so people can contact or use, um, and things like this. Hmm. Interesting. So the original maker of Bitcoin is in Aruba is exhausted by all the repetition. Is that true? <laughs> I, I I don't want to speak to him for him, but yeah, I think <laughs> I think I think yeah, he's uh um but yeah, I know he's gonna be at the in Miami for the Bitcoin conference. So if you guys hear Aruba, you can go bug him. Uh, for sure. Gino, who made you? Was it Yuri? No, actually, um, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't Yuri. Uh, I, I have been good friends with Yuri. We've been talking about this for a while now. Um, but um, it's basically my distrust for the banking system that actually pushed me towards uh, Bitcoin. And um, as I said at the beginning, when I saw the 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 report about uh, this gentleman in, uh, I think it was in, in Times Square in New York, trying to get people to convince people to, I think he was even giving people, um, you know, or offering to give people um, Bitcoin and, and nobody would take him on, on his offer. I think, um, you know, it would be um, interesting to see what they think about it now. But I think um, I always had like a, Especially here in Aruba, you have the feeling sometimes that because it's a small island, you know, um, that um, you know the, there's a like the the like a cartel. I don't want to call it cartel, but I guess that's the easiest word to 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 mention. It's like the cartel mentality that um, the odds are stacked against um, against the people, and and uh, banks basically here, um, you know, you know have the the, the monopoly. On, on on how they go about business, like Yuri said, um, it's basically go to go to work, um, save what you want, uh, save what you can, and basically spend it. It's not that um, we didn't have a mentality, or we don't have a mentality that um, you can invest the the money, let's say in uh, in stocks or something like that. It's not it's not made easy for you. So I think, like like Yuri said, I think the most important thing that we need on the island right now, obviously, is the education. But also, um, it has the ease of use has to be um, has to be there also. For example, when I started buying um, a Bitcoin, it was I couldn't buy it directly. So I actually I was lucky to have um, my daughter actually living in Holland and studying in Holland. So I had to send her um, transfers. Uh, through um, through the local banks to Holland so that she can buy it there and send it to my wallet. So it was, um, you know, it, it it because I was interested in it that I would go out of my way like that to do it. A lot of people, you know, you know, wouldn't bother because it was not available to them. So I think um, availability and 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 um, and basically the the ease of getting on board and and even. To, to like Yuri said to cash it back. A lot of people when we talk about Bitcoin to them, the, the first question they ask you is, okay, well, 
if I buy it and I make a lot of money on it, how do I get the money back? <laughs> and we will always say, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to go from Bitcoin back to fiat? Um, that doesn't make sense. But um, um, a lot of people are just, um, you know, now getting to know what, what Bitcoin is. And a lot of people are still in the mentality that, you know, it's just a way for you to make money, just a way for you to get, um, you know, the Lambo or something. But um, so uh, with more and more education, actually, like Yuri said, um, a lot of the, the interest that we see right now is with the young um, population, people that are going to, to college right now, going to the university. Those are the people that are more into it. Even when, when we talk to people, the, the, the people that give you the, more, uh, the most uh, you know, interesting questions, the more um, you know, back and forth, are, are um, people that start going to school, young young people. So um, I think the future um, also for the island is very interesting in the technology. And and that um, the basically Bitcoin can make that happen. So um, and also what Sultanis was asking about um, the adoption and making it um, um, like a currency, um, you know, it's, it's the future of generation who are going to decide that. And more and more pressure, and more and more they they get into um, Bitcoin. That is what they're going to be. Um, you know, they're going to be driving um, what gets adopted and what gets used, and what you know going forward, what is acceptable and whatnot. So, I think that um, there that's the reason why so much um, so much um, importance should be given to to um, to basically education. Um, Sultan. Or um, Yuri, or do you guys have any questions for each other before we um, open up for for a couple questions? No, I wanted to say I wanted to say uh, one thing. I wanted to add one thing that you were saying, like what is what type of uh, um, change would come to the island, and I, and and I just don't want to forget about mentioning how how lightning. Also here might change a lot, you know, if you have this type of uh, um, uh, <clears throat> connectivity, not only within maybe with the exchange for your local bank, fine, but also to the rest of the world, um, directly to, to the merchants and all these things. I think that part also, especially for us on the island, which has had their, their issues with online um, processing and all these things, which we still have, um, this is still some type of a, a big deal here. Um, and you see this, especially because uh, of uh, the, the um, younger generation now that always this phone um, and this connection with the international part, and especially like like um, some parts of what uh, El Salvador is doing also that you have this thing. Yeah, you can use it here, you can use it there, but you can just use it everywhere. And I think that might also have a, a kick um, for the locals that uh, adoption will go way up. Interesting. Are there are there many shops or businesses today um, accepting uh, Bitcoin via Lightning? No, we have uh, we don't have so many shops that are accepting um, uh, right now because uh, I, I think when we started uh, uh, push, um, especially me with started with the BTCP server and things like this, there was interest. 
and they were accepting, <laughs> they were adding, they went through it, they set up the accounts and they were trying putting the stickers. I have this sticker that I put uh, uh, Bitcoin accepted here, um, but nobody's paying with it. So they <laughs> kind of lost the, the train, uh, the, the training on how to do it and, and things like this. And I had, uh, I think I had one, a store called me the other way, day and it's like, oh, you have to come back here because we forgot how to charge. Somebody came and we couldn't, we couldn't process it. So because of this, because it's not being used so much, they're, yeah, they're not doing it. Um, and, and that, that has to come. I think that part, especially if the business are accepting, um, it's one, um, but the actual people have to use it. So that's, that's where we're stuck. So, you know, the chicken and the egg, um, kind of where you're right at the moment. Actually, interesting. Um, I had my first experience buying a plane trip, actually two plane trips now. Uh, flying around the, the Caribbean in the past month, uh, I paid with Lightning, and it was it was such an amazing experience to uh, not have to go through all the um, all the hassle of the uh, credit card input and all that stuff. Just it was paid instantly, and yeah, so maybe that could be an avenue for Aruba with so much tourists. There's a um, there's a company that uh, in, in, based in Vietnam, or I've spent the past two years that that does uh, travel um, bookings, and you can pay with Bitcoin. Future travel, I'll make a shout out for them. But you guys should have your own in uh, Aruba, maybe. Maybe that could also help propel adoption. Anyways, shall we open up the floor for um, for questions? If anyone has them, what do you think, guys? Yeah, sure. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, anyone in the audience, you're welcome to hop up, ask a question to the guys. We have Alexandria. It's coming up. Alexandria is uh, one of the Global Bitcoin Fest co-organizers. He's from Zimbabwe. And he has very intimate experience with hyperinflation as he is living through it right now and can relate to a lot of the stuff that's been happening in Venezuela. And um, Alexandria tends to ask quite interesting questions. Hey, Alexandria, what's up? Hey, Lucas. Uh, it's good to be here, and I'm, I'm really enjoying the space. Um, I wanted to ask, um, my question was mostly on uh, the relation between uh, Aru, I forgot how to say the, the, the name of the country, and Venezuela. Um, I noticed that you guys have a good relationship, have a good relationship um, with each other, and which I find kind of um, interesting because uh, in 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 Zimbabwe, uh, because we also went through hyperinflation and sanctions, and economy completely got disrupted. There was so much of a migration to South Africa, our neighboring country, and then when we went to their country. Um, we we there's like the xenophobia in South Africa and Zimbabwe is extremely bad. Like they were burning us with tires, they were slaughtering us, they were, like they were killing us with like bricks and stuff. Um, so like, could you speak on um the relationship between um you guys, like um between Venezuela and Aruba? Yeah, well, the the relationship itself uh, with with 
um, yeah, you had you you did have that that uh, same thing. Also, a lot of people from Venezuela coming to Aruba, for sure. Um, but there is there is no relationship between the governments, um, as we are um, as we are a Dutch kingdom, and uh, Venezuela. We actually had to we close the borders with Venezuela a while back already. Um, you are people from Venezuela can come in, but it is a process. Uh, there is a process for them to come, and I hope I hope really the government now, um, as the pandemic is going away, will open back the borders um, with Venezuela. But uh, yeah, for the moment, it, the borders work has they're still closed officially, and um, yeah, we do have this thing. I think Gino mentioned this before. We have these things of uh, people from Venezuela coming over with uh, with boats over here on the island um, and trying their luck uh, um, to get in. Um, but yeah, so you do have this type of migration, uh, but it's not so much as that we know that we know of. And uh, hopefully, yeah, like I said again, I, we hope that to that the island can open back the border with Venezuela soon and see how it goes. But for the moment, the border is closed. So we have to the moon um, and also BTC Curacao joined. And to the moon, I see in the Twitter handle is hedged in Aruba. So it seems to me like uh, to the moon is somehow related to Aruba. Is that correct? Oh, yes, that is correct. And uh, I... I really enjoying uh, this evening's conversation. Actually, I did not think I would learn so much of the things that I thought I already knew. I just wanted to mention that um, I live here. I buy my um, Bitcoin. I take my money from Aruba Bank. I send it to Kraken in the British Virgin Islands. But Aruba Bank has uh, warned me that um, it's not a problem for it to leave Aruba. It's a problem for it to bring back the profit if I make. And uh, is I'm I'm buying Bitcoin more as an inflation hedge. I'm a macro economy guy. I'm a commodity guy. If it falls on my foot and hurts i like it um so i'm not worried about sending it uh, to the british virgin islands and not bringing it back so i sent it um but it does bother me when i explain it to other people on the island that um it could be a problem bringing it back so um that's one thing that stops me on the education of uh, telling other people to buy it and why. I, listen, I'm an inflationary um, we're living in periods of time where we're going to live inflation that nobody a few generations haven't seen before. So uh, I'm just trying to protect myself. Uh, Bitcoin's the dominant digital uh, piece of work right now. Not, it's not even a close second. Um, 
I'm just wondering how I explain to people in Aruba that um, it's it's the best inflation hedge out there, but at the same time, uh, it's protected. Thank you. Yeah, I I, uh, um, I I I think that's that's exactly to the point. You see how Aruba Bank now is allowing it to go out and not letting it come back. Um, uh, they were not allowing it even to go out, like uh, maybe like a couple of months ago, uh, probably. But uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, here it's uh, the the on the inflation side. I think it's hard uh, to explain. I think maybe Gino can can help better there, as he's also a financial guy in in many sense. Um, I don't know how he's explaining it to them. Well, um, basically. You know, there's a couple of ways to explain it. I didn't have the, the issues that to the moon is talking, um, referring to. Um, I had the problem of sending um, it out. Um, when you come in, obviously, you have to do your, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is taxes. And the biggest thing is for you to be able to show that you actually made money, you know, with Bitcoin. Um, so your records, you have to be able to show that uh, that is the thing. Um, I think also um, it's just part of the, the scare tactics that, um, you know, banks on the island and um, this bank is not the only one, but um, it's just part of the scare tactics. You know, um, um, it is a hatch against inflation, although, um, you know, it's um, been going up and down with, uh, with the markets lately. But as you can, as you know, um, you know, the, the, the situation in Aruba, you, you, like Yuri said, I think uh, the, the, the interest, the, the easiest way to explain it in my case is, for example, in Aruba, if you put your money in the, um, the local bank, basically you're getting um, between uh, 0.5 and 1%. Um, the inflation rate in Aruba is not something that's followed as closely as, for example, in the U.S., and the U.S., I, I believe, I, if I can remember correctly, they were still, the Fed was still um, claiming that in, at the, the, the end of uh, 2021, they were still claiming that the, the inflation rate was 2.3%. Actually, now they're um, accepting um, that it's around 7%. And um, most of the, you know, the people you hear, um, you know, they will tell you it's more than that. So I think that is the easiest way. If you put money in the bank right now, um, you should be looking for ways to get at least 7% um, return um, or interest in, in, the, you know, in the money that you, you have parked there. So that on the island is not able, you're not able to get it on the island. So to put your money in the bank is basically you're burning it. So you have to get to, to other ways, and there's no way better, in my opinion, than Bitcoin. Okay, so, I have a I have a question that's specific. Um, why do they uh, say that you can't bring it back to Aruba, uh, Yuri or Gino? Do you know the reason for that? And after that, I want to go to BTC Corsa. I, th- I think the, the the main one I think Gino can 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 tell me is because uh, they see it. Um, so so if you're buying, you're buying. But if you're 
uh, if they send you back, and this is this is this is strange because this is specific to that bank, because another bank, so um, um, CM Base and uh, Caribbean Mercantile Bank has no issue with this. So they would actually, if you send to Kraken, you can Kraken can send you back funds, and it's okay because they know they they you declare it, it's okay. Um, but yeah, so this is mostly bank specific on what they want to still control about crypto, I guess. Yeah, that's that's what I mean with scare tactics. I think it's just um, some tactics to make it a little bit more difficult for you to, you know, to to get into the to get into the space. You know, it's just one more obstacle that you have to jump uh, to jump over, and it's one more thing. A lot of people will leave it at that. So. If they tell you, okay, you can send it out, but you cannot get it back in, uh, for a lot of people, um, that would be a, a, you know, a deterrent factor that people will say, well, uh, let's leave it at, uh, let's leave it, leave it here for now because there's no way to get it back. And then just time goes by, and um, you know, people don't get into the space. And then um, hopefully there's still other people that try to to find other ways around that. But for the big majority of people, they would just say, oh, and I'll forget it. It's not something that um, is set yet. There's no infrastructure for it yet. So let's just um, hang around and wait. That's interesting. I actually have a friend in Sweden, where I'm originally from, that was depositing to an exchange. And uh, they were bugging the person over and over again. Oh, what is this place? You may lose your money. Do you know you can lose your money? You may. We need to have a meeting. We need to talk to you to explain to you how dangerous this is. And um, yeah, I kept telling the person this just seems like it's scare tactics. They don't want the money to leave. Anyways, back to BTC Curacao, neighbor of Aruba. Hey, hi. Uh, I have two questions. One is, um, are there like big signal or WhatsApp or Telegram chats in Aruba uh, that are Bitcoin or crypto focused? Like what's the chat scene there? And the other question is, what are the most popular wallets? Are they like Bitcoin wallets or are they like uh, altcoin wallets? Yeah, for, for the wallets, I think mostly the wallets are uh, used. I mean, what I, I always say is uh, either uh, mycelium or, or um, uh, blue. Um but um, the the for the chat, let's go start with the chat. I think there was one. There was a couple uh, which were all set up by um, um, uh, two nine seven BTC, and I think it became a, a moment a couple of years ago that uh, it was so much uh, um, non Bitcoin stuff, and then he put them all down. And uh, so at the, I think right now we're uh, we have some some discords. But the chat itself, not like in Curacao. I mean, the ones from from Curacao also. And uh, yeah, we don't have that. The community is still not as big as the one in Curacao. Um, and with the one we had, um, they put it down mostly because there was a lot of uh, yeah trolls and scams coming in. Great questions. Hey, BTC Curacao, Yuri told me. Uh, we should do a space with you guys. So I'll ask you right now. Are you up for a space uh, at some later point about Curacao and Bitcoin? Yeah, I'm totally up for uh, doing one of these spaces. This is the 
first time I really uh, attended a space like this. Um, Yuri dropped the link in the chat, and um, I know Yuri's been doing that BTC Pay server for a few years, and that's been helpful to the community. And uh, you know, he's in the chats in Curacao. Needed to do one of these spaces as well. Yay! Awesome. And I have a question to you guys. How close are you between Kurdistan, South and Aruba? How much, yeah, how much exchange is there in the Bitcoin community between? Because also Curacao is an island for those that don't know. That's just above Venezuela and also has this um, connection to um, to Holland, this historical connection to Holland. I mean, how close are we within the Bitcoin community? I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, most of it, especially for me, um, in Curacao, there's a lot, uh, a lot more of a community of what I see, of course. Um, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always, I'm in their chat as Aruba one and I comment and I think, yeah, for the Bitcoin part, I think it's close. I, I, I know, uh, BTC Curacao. I know others in, in the chat also. And uh, uh, we do support each other, um, for sure. Um, how close uh, um, in meters it is? I think it's pretty close. It's, it's the same. It's uh, as close as it is from 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 Venezuela, I think. But it's just from Venezuela to Aruba, you can swim because it's on that part. But from Aruba to Curacao, it's the rough part of the waters. So there's no swimming. <laughs> Let alone swimming, even going in a boat is a nightmare. What's your take, BTC Curacao? Well, yeah, like I've noticed that there's um, some really passionate Bitcoiners from Aruba uh, in the chats. And also we have a, like a Telegram chat and there's some people from Bonaire there, which is another uh, sister island from the Netherlands, former Netherlands Antilles. Um, and I spoke one time <clears throat> in Aruba many years back, and it did seem there was, you know, uh, somewhat of a, a community there in those days as well. So I think it's like we like to learn from each other and kind of share experiences. So it seems like these local Telegram chats can be quite useful. I know that in Indonesia, they have, I was invited in relation to doing the Indonesia space uh, a few months back. And, oh my God, they are really driving home Bitcoin hard in that group. Uh, there's several thousand people, um, and they, they seem to be growing quite quickly um, through that channel. But also, as you said, <laughs> you folded the uh, the previous chat. The There's been multiple people talking from various countries like in France uh, about how the Bitcoin meetups get crowded out by uh, shitcoin conversations. So I think maybe it takes a little bit of unpleasantness and booting people and policing to make it work to stay on topic. Yeah. Well, I could comment on that because... Um... Well, I created a Telegram group for buying and selling Bitcoin on Curacao because that's kind of, um, there is a Bitcoin ATM in Curacao at the moment, but there didn't used to be. And it's kind of when all else fails, you kind of have to meet up with someone in person. And Telegram 
um, has public chats in a way that WhatsApp and Signal doesn't. Um, but there's international scammers will join your chat when it's public. And uh, I have like a bot in there that, you know, defeats the easy spammers. But it's like two, three times a day, at least I have to check and uh, sometimes, you know, delete and ban people. And then I just kind of made like a blanket rule that you can't talk about coins that if they're not in the top 10 and, um, you know, then they, the label Bitcoin maximalist gets thrown around kind of in a negative um, sense. And um, it's just like a line has to be drawn in order to keep the thing clean. And this specific uh, telegram chat is more for focus for people to find buyers and sellers. So even there, we try not to have uh, like shop talk, like what we're having here today. And then we do that on Signal. It used to be WhatsApp, but then um, when the WhatsApp policies changed or whatever, we migrated to Signal. Cool. Okay, guys. Um, let's wrap up the conversation. It's been really awesome. Alexandria wants to say something. Uh, Alexandria, uh, is it a question or just a comment? Yeah, it was, it was actually kind of a comment for um, because I've, I also recently started a, a WhatsApp group and I'm also starting to create a community in Zimbabwe. And um, I think the, the challenges that I'm having is that I just don't have enough engagement. Like I have, I have enough, I have a few people but it's not enough. So, you know, like, I think I would rather take your problem of, of because we don't even have enough um, guys, even if, I mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mind if these guys were doing shit coins and stuff. This is that there isn't enough engagement in order for us to have like a proper meetups and stuff. So I think I, I'm kind of having that challenge. So I, I don't know how to, to kind of deal with that. Okay. Um, thanks for that. And, Let's do a roundup session and um, I'll let everybody uh, that's up here. Uh, it would be nice if you want to give some round roundup thoughts. Uh, maybe if we can start with um, the non locals and then uh, the locals, and finally I'll, I'll wrap up. So Maybe, um, Alexandria, uh, a couple of thoughts about the conversation. Yeah, I, I really love the, 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 the engagement um, and, and everything that you guys were talking about. Um, yeah. Thank you. BTC Curacao. I found it very informative and I like to hear about the, what was happening with the laws in, in Aruba. That was nice, uh, nice to hear those different things that are happening on neighboring islands thank you very much to the moon i'd like to um uh btc curacao i'm presuming is peter that's talking i'd like to aruba for aruba uh to to make um some kind of, he's done a great job he's he's i've followed him for a few years he's done a great job uh, I only found out about Yuri this morning. So uh, if anybody in Aruba could DM me, 
I live in Aruba. Uh, as far as I know, I was the only one buying Bitcoin, even to this morning. So, um, yeah, please reach out. Uh, feel free in a DM. Um, and this has been a very satisfying uh, evening. Thanks. Yay. So nice to hear. And it's so nice to see that people connect via these spaces. Thank you to the moon. Gino, Crypto AB. No, again, um, um, thank you very much for uh, the space. Um, it was very interesting uh, getting to know some people and uh, getting to, to be able to, to share the, my experiences uh, in the space. But um, yeah, looking forward to, um, to more of, uh, more of uh, the ability to share um, um, how we're going about um, Bitcoin on the island. So, um, yeah, uh, very interesting. Thank you very much for uh, the invite. Yay. Thank you so much for your contribution. And Yuri, thank you so much for bringing everybody together. What's, what, what, what's on your mind? Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Of course, it was a, a nice space. Um, I just wanted to mention one last thing about what I said last about lightning. Um, also, it has this part of uh, um, the island. I think me and you spoke about this, that we have this uh, community. We have 10% of uh, um, uh, people here are from Colombia and other different parts that they work here and they send money outside. You know, and there's millions and millions that go, especially to South America, from the island to there. And they pay these astronomical Western Union fees, you know. So that is one thing that uh, this uh, percentage might, uh, might also adopt very quickly, especially towards Colombia, that is uh, um, also very engaging right now towards uh, um, Bitcoin and, and others. Um, besides that, yes, I think uh, I think there was a, there, it was a, a great space. And uh, one thing that we have is like, uh, I, I like BTC Curso says he comes to Aruba, he knows there's a community and, and that you say, Alexander is saying the same thing. You have to be more engaging. Um, so setting up more stuff that uh, um, can be more engaging. I know that we are, uh, we were thinking of uh, doing a, a meetup um, um, during summer uh, that ones that we can have, at least that we can give a uh, um, let's say a beer for sets, something like this, with the local store here um, um, on the island, which is very uh, Bitcoin friendly guys there, and uh, so that I think that would be next for us at least to get um, more of this community started and or um, keep it going. I really enjoyed listening to you guys. Uh, very interesting to learn how dynamics are in a small space we did um last week we did andorra and it's also a very small country but i believe aruba is uh smaller um i actually can't recall how much people was it living in aruba uh, officially it's a hundred and ten thousand hundred and ten thousand okay it's still fairly large and um, what I find from maybe the smaller countries when we're talking to the communities is that it seems like there is also this closer connection to uh, the central bank. There is um, 
a possibility to have a, a conversation face to face and try to explain, ask questions. We did a space um, a few weeks ago with uh, a Bitcoin community in Namibia, and they it's a small country. I think it's 2 million people or something like that. And they also were having this, that kind of close connection to the central bank. And um, yeah, very interesting to hear. Um, stoked that you guys are starting an exchange and are you getting the license and making it easier for people to get started uh, buying bitcoin uh, locally uh, that's for sure uh, one step that may may help people and then once there is a financial incentive it's maybe easier also to spend more time orange pilling more people so yeah Let's check in in four years once we're through the 192 countries <laughs> and see what happened <laughs> and do another space like this. I really enjoyed it. And short about Global Bitcoin Fest, we're a group of plebs that love to listen to stories from awesome Bitcoiners from communities in different countries all over the world. And um, we do one space a week. And this was Aruba and the Arubian Bitcoin community. And I would like to everybody to open up the mic, but not yet. Um, first, just ask, what is the goodbye word? Or is, how do you say goodbye in Aruba? Like any local versions of this in any language you choose. How do you say it? Well, normally goodbye is just ayo. Uh, you just say it's a very three-letter ayo. Um, uh, but what is mostly uh, known here is bombini, which is welcome. Um, so that's welcome first. And then uh, goodbye would be, yes, ayo. Um, uh, we also have a more polite pasabonochi. Have a good night. Okay, cool. So let's unmute and say goodbye in any of these three forms. Um, I'll do the ayo. 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 Thank you very much, guys. Really liked it. Global Bitcoin Fest. Celebrate Bitcoin adoption with Bitcoin communities worldwide.